Like there's no right way to do it. Oh, we're going to get into it. What's up, my springtime sisters? Oh, hi. I'm Shannon. I'm here with my two best friends, Candace and Whitney, and this is the Mom Group Chat Podcast. What's up? How's everyone feeling? I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm jazzed up just because I haven't seen y'all in a week and it feels like eternity. Oh my gosh. Yes. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, I, It was not that long ago. It was one week ago and it feels like forever ago. It really does. This weekend, I was thinking about the weekend before mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't believe it was just last weekend that I was with you know. Candace and Whitney because it felt like two or three weeks. I don't know. It was just such a big weekend. We fit so much in. And then last week was so slow, I guess. I was, I, I was mind fucked. <laughs> no, that's how last I Last week too. was a dragger. It dragged on, I felt. It was also, I don't know about the weather there, but it was very rainy here last God. week. The it weather is doo-doo here. I'm in a turtleneck. Like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing this shirt that says sweater weather, and I don't want to be. <laughs> Okay, we are not the springtime sisters, clearly, because we're over here in turtlenecks. And- Hello, winter is upon us, actually. Uh, this is how the Southeast is, though. It's like you will have a random day that's like, oh my God, summer is here. Like, let's drink rose, let's make a tea time, let's play some pickleball. Uh. And then you're like, JK, let me like go get my boots out from the attic again. <laughs> but apparently Candace has a new perfume that smells divine in like springtime. So I want to hear about this. Y'all, this perfume I got at Target. So this was a TikTok recommendation. Of course. <sighs> and all day today, I've literally just been like, oh my God, I've just been like, that smells so good. I actually can't wait for Vinny to get home because I I'm, I know he'll say something. I know he will. He's going to be You know like, he will? Damn. Yeah, for oh sure. Oh my God, I feel like, well, actually scent is probably like the one sense that Andrew would pick up. Like he would, does not notice when I get my hair done, like does not notice a new outfit. Like he can't see me basically, but he probably could smell me. He can't see me, <laughs> but I smell you. Oh, I smell you coming right through that door. Wait, Candace, is that your way to seduce Vinny is through smell? No, unfortunately. But he is, I feel like I also am pretty loyal perfume wise. Like I have like three scents that I rotate. And then, so for me to throw a new one in the mix, he's going to be like, ooh, that's a goodie. I know it. I just know it. Um, so anyways, this was a TikTok recommendation. There's a new brand of, this is not sponsored, a new brand of perfumes at Target that is so good. They have like six or seven different scents. And this one's called Jungle Santal. You like that smell. I do love a Santal scent. So if you are Santal girly, you should go check this out. It's like, it's definitely not super like feminine. It's got a little like it's woodsy ish. It smells good yeah. though, Earthy? but also oh, a beach scent yeah. to me. I don't know what it is. Oh yeah, totally. That's why I still think this works for summertime. This to me screams like jungle Miami vibes at night. Like we're going to a jungle club. Mm. That's that's what this it's I know, giving it's, me. It smells wow. like a hotel boutique store. Like that. Totally. I don't know. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. You guys that I, um that tanning lotion smells like. I'm yeah, like, yeah, ooh, 
I'm in Miami in this hoity-toity hotel, like blah, blah, blah. That's mm-hmm. that. That's what this smells okay, like. It's so I'm down. Good. So I hope I just influenced you guys to go check that check out that line. I'm I'm sad I don't know the brand. I don't know it off the top of my head. I could look it up really quick. But um, I need a little treat for myself. I think I'm going to maybe buy it after this episode, after we record. It is your birthday month. You that's yeah. true. That's true. Okay, I found the brand. It is Finery. Okay. Okay. And they have perfumes and body sprays, but I got the perfume one. But go check it out. Hopefully they'll sponsor us one day. Yeah. Because <laughs> we some stinky uh, mamas. Yeah. <laughs> Always stinky. <laughs> the one other thing I wanted to talk about is, yeah, it is my child's birthday week. So Alice mm, is turning mm, mm. one on Sunday. And y'all, I am so in my feels about it. I cried on a work Zoom yesterday. Ooh, that's like, okay. Like in a meeting. I mean, to be fair, they kind of prompted it, but it was an- another mom and we were talking about how fast the year goes. And I I said something and I, you know, when you say something yourself and it came out of your mouth, but what you said like hits you different. <laughs> that's what happened to me. Oh, I no. said, I hate that. I said it out loud and I was like, yeah, there's just all these things that I don't want to forget that like these tiny moments that she like, and then I talked about her when I feed her a bottle, she always holds her hands like right here in the same place every time I feed her a bottle. And I'm just like, (gasps) and your voice cracked. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, you got caught in your throat. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I was super emotional the week, Graydon turned one and I like went on my Instagram stories and I was like talking to the camera which I never do who am I and I was like guys I'm emotional and I'm like oh god but it is that is one of those like prime examples though Whitney of like sometimes something so specific is happening in motherhood that you're like am I alone in this like I need yeah and I need the (laughs) world to know like does anyone else feel like this out there yeah yeah the one year mark is such a huge milestone yeah and then it's just like explosion talking walking it's like dang they're toddlers all of a sudden crazy it's hard it's it's so bittersweet because I feel like we're on the precipice of her being like the most fun ever she's so filled with personality and like she's so happy and she's just a little dumpling of sweetness but then I'm also thinking about all the stuff we're leaving behind and like all this part of my life that's like ending which hopefully I'll have another baby and I'm gonna have another like (laughs) little nibbling to gush all over but you know at every milestone or every month it's like oh this is my favorite month this is my favorite month but like now it is because they're way more independent and they're so funny the things that they say I'm just like oh my gosh cannot wait I feel like TJ's personality is exploding we had a babysitter last night and even she was like wow he's like really cute now she's kind of like our go-to we haven't had her in like a month or two and she was just like he is just really cute now don't you love that you're like i I know i know he is so cute though he's got the cutest little smile oh my gosh he is quite precious let's see so alice is turning one it's been 12 months this is kind of a good segue for what we wanted to chat about today for our topic which is when did you feel like yourself again postpartum and okay so we're all kind of 
I would say just coming out of the postpartum phase. Like, I don't know what the clinical definition of postpartum is, but I think the first year in my definition would count as like the postpartum phase. So I agree. I do too. Maybe we can open it up to you, Candace, first, since you're in a reflective mode right now. When did you start to feel like yourself postpartum? Yeah. So this is interesting. I feel like this is a topic I've been kind of like chatting with myself reflectively about, or maybe a little bit with my therapist. I feel like I truly didn't feel any sort of myself until like nine, 10 months, if I'm being truly honest. I agree. I think there is a a big shift around four to five months. That's like, okay, like we're out of the real depths of postpartum, but you don't feel like yourself by any means. And I really feel like I didn't feel like Candace again until 10 months. Well, what made you like feel like that? I I feel like I had the same kind of time frame. Mine was a combo of Graydon still being at home while I was working and him finally going to daycare was kind of my boom. Okay, I have childcare. Oh, I can work out again. Okay, that's Mm -hmm. something I really love to do before I had him. That's number one coming back into my life. And then, yeah, I think around the four to five month part is when they're finally sleeping through the night and you and your husband aren't, I guess we were fighting about who was going to get up this time, who was going to feed them just the night thing killed us. So yeah, I don't know. I think around that 10 month mark is when I started coming out of my cave. (laughs) Yeah. Going to do stuff more. High level, like the quick answer is more like myself, as in I can see a light at the end of this tunnel around four months and then feeling more confident that I was back to myself at 10 months. I think that's kind of what we all said. Like the four and five is a bit of a break and then 10, 11, really starting to get the groove back. I I, I mean, we all had babies at different times of the year too. Like I had mine in October. And so I kind of got to coast through Christmas and it was like a re-emergence in like January and February. And I think what really, really, I talked to my husband about this that pulled me out of my funk was that I got invited to a bachelorette party and it was the first time I had to leave home. And I was like, I'm scared. I don't want to leave him. Like, it was just that weird, like I had been at home with him for so long, getting on that plane and like just doing something for myself again. I was like, oh, I forgot that life was like this or something. It's like I almost needed that to happen to pull me out of that funk. Yes. It's like being forced to do something so regular, like go to an airport and get on a plane and travel is like, It sounds mundane and so obvious, but like the first time you do that after having a baby or like by yourself, you're like, whoa, you're like, I'm doing it. (laughs) And I don't think, I don't think I would have booked anything just me and Chris. Like I would have been like, no way. But having someone have that for me to do, I was like, okay, I guess we're doing it. And I was excited, but I was scared. But it really, I think that was like a flip. And that was around the four or five month mark. So yeah, I really really do think there's a big shift there around that time. I wonder what it is. I know. I think it's the sleeping. But Candace, we're saying, yeah. Yeah, we still haven't talked about that. (laughs) Alice said, 
no thanks to sleep until like nine months. So, which shocks me because I don't know how we honestly weren't talking about that a lot in our text group chat, Candace. Like, I feel like we weren't talking about the fact that Alice was having a wake up up until 10 months. You didn't ever Be- talk. We talked and all the you time. You didn't seem like you were struggling with it at all. It was so strange. Like, you just said it so casually. I'm like, what? I think that I just got used to it. To be honest, she, and it was never bad. I mean, we did go through a pretty gnarly four month sleep regression, but other outside of that, it was always just once a night. And it was like, she got up, I fed her and then I put her right back in her crib and she would go right back to sleep. So it was like 15 minutes tops. If that. Yeah. Like I got up, I made the bottle before I went to sleep. So I just popped it out of the fridge, put it in the warmer, went in better put her down I was back to sleep in 15 minutes and I think I'm pretty I'm a decent sleeper in that like I can go back to sleep pretty quickly I think I don't I don't think everyone's like that I think if someone's up then they're up and I'm lucky that I'm not that person so I don't know I think I just got used to it and then I was I didn't complain about it much because it was just like this is my reality and she's pretty good otherwise so this is just what it is. Well, when it's kind of routine like that, it makes it better. If it was sporadic, I think that would drive me nuts. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. This is the other thing I should say, especially towards the end, there was something, I don't know what it was, but she was waking up around 11 to 12. Like we put her to bed at 630 and she would wake up 11 to 12. And to be honest, most of the time I'm up working or watching TV until 11 anyway. So I had just gotten into the habit of like, I stayed up until she woke up the first time I fed her and then I would go back to or and then I would go to sleep after that and she would sleep until 7 7 30 so I still got seven hours of sleep if I went to bed at midnight I probably didn't complain about it because I was fine you know I will say and I feel like Whitney I think you'll both agree with me it's a bit of a controversial statement but stopping breastfeeding was a game changer for I me to say that like that truly is what made me feel like myself again I was yeah. about to say the same thing that's the bachelorette trip is when I decided to stop because I was like, I don't, I'm going skiing in Vermont. Like, bitch, I do not want to pump on the mountain. <laughs> so I was like, I am stopping this. I am great or Graydon's great with formula. So it was like two weeks before I decided I'm done. And I don't know if I've talked about this and this could be a whole nother episode, but I went through like a deep spell of postpartum. Like I think I had it off pretty bad. I definitely should have been on meds, but I was stubborn and didn't. (laughs) So I think the breastfeeding, um, I did, I pumped. I did not breastfeed. I tried it for about two weeks and I was like, I don't like this. I didn't like knowing uh, how much he was eating or not knowing how much he was eating. So I went with the pumping route. It just sucked the life out of me having to wake up, feed him and then pump at night It during the day. It was too much. And I definitely think stopping that gave me my soul back. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm so nervous about this next time. Chris asked me, he was like, Ari, what is your, what are you thinking about with this next baby? I was like, I don't even want to think about it, to be honest. Like, yeah, I don't want to plan it. It's just too hard. It's so hard. How do you people it's do so it? Hard. I know whenever I see people that are like breastfeeding for nine months to a year I'm like good for you go off mama go off but it couldn't be me people love it there's people a lot of my friends love it they're like it's my special time at night I'm like I had the opposite feeling some I mean everyone has a different experience with it I have a friend right now who's 
breastfeeding her second baby. And she was like, it is the easiest thing. She loves to eat. She's healthy weight. And I'm enjoying it. And with her first, she said it was health. Like, I think it depends on your body, the baby, how they're reacting. It's not necessarily breastfeeding. I, I think that made my postpartum period those first three months like so stressful. It was the fact that I felt like I had to breastfeed and mm-hmm. it wasn't working. And just the stress that that brings you when you – are, first of all, just stay off Reddit. That was my number one tip to new moms <laughs> who are trying to breastfeed. Just stay off Reddit. Like, it's a crazy place over there. But we should have a breastfeeding episode, obviously. There, but all that yeah. pressure. Yeah. There's so much. And then once I realized, basically, like, TJ was healthy when he was born. And then, you guys know this, like, it, at our pediatrician appointments, he was just, like, rapidly losing weight to the point where at our third appointment, he was almost not even on the growth chart. And I was breastfeeding him, like, hours and hours and hours a day. Tried everything. And the pediatrician was like, just try formula. And I was so against it. But then once I did, literally in two weeks, he was like chunky and happy. And I was like, (laughs) holy shit. Why have I been like beating myself up over this? He's happier. (laughs) I'm happier. And I can go to the gym now. And it was huge for me. Oh, totally. I mean, it's like a scary transition with formula. You're like, they like the breast milk. It's going well. I don't want to mess anything up digestively. Like you have so many thoughts. And that's like something I always battled was what's right, what's wrong. And like you said, there's some kind of pressure right now about breastfeeding. And I mean, even my mom says, you know, the cool thing back in the day was formula. I'm like, when did it switch that breastfeeding's like the cool thing? I feel like Bobby... I, I used Bobby. I think y'all did too. Um, yeah. They have such a good message with their packaging yeah. and everything. It just made me feel better about using it. There was a huge shift in the country and the world, I think, about ingredients and clean, like clean ingredients. Right. And, and the factories been, all shut down too. Yeah. And there haven't been a ton <laughs> of great formula companies that have clean ingredients that have, that are just better. And so I think that really is why breastfeeding became the preferred option. And for those of you that can't see me, I'm doing that in air quotes. Quotes. <laughs> I just think now, that there are amazing formula options for babies. Like there is no wrong way to other than to not feed your baby. Like you, as long as you are feeding your baby, you are on the right path. I agree. I feel like when we do our breastfeeding episode, like yeah. I would love to do more research and like try and figure out like the history of the formula companies and Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, when did the pediatrician, the American Pediatrician Board recommend breastfeeding? Because I think it was, it was the last year, the year of the formula shortage. Like a couple months later, they were like, changed their recommendation to breastfeeding for two years. And I was like, I didn't. You have got to be kidding me! Did you guys miss that? I didn't see that. I saw it. I saw it. Oh my god! I was just like, how tone deaf can one organization be? It's like on top of everything we're asking from women right now. Oh, by the way, you can't 
you don't have reproductive rights and you also have to breastfeed for two years. It's like, Dang. I love this life. That's a no for me, dog. No. <laughs> so I want to put you in the hot seat a little bit, Whitney, because you said a second ago that you did struggle with postpartum anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to speak on that a little bit. I just, as your friend, remember you coming to my baby shower. So you were four months postpartum and it was the first time I had ever really heard you talk about it. And I remember being like shocked because I didn't necessarily know that that's how you were feeling. So I'd love to hear kind of your experience with that. I didn't realize, I guess, that how much I was internalizing it or maybe I was only vocalizing it to the people that were at my house, which was like my mom and Chris and they saw it firsthand. I mean, I literally, I think the um, the doctors do a good job now of kind of creating a scale on whether you do need medical attention. Moms need medical attention after birth. I mean, I was like, out of a scale of 10, I was rated as nine and the 10 was the cutoff for like being put on medicine. And I was like, well, shit, I'm a nine. Like, that's pretty high. And I'm like, okay, but I'll work through it. Um, I think a lot of it just had to do with anxiety. I had no practice. I rarely babysat. I'm the youngest in my family on both sides. So I've never really been around kids. Um, And just being scared of everything. I remember the first time Graydon got sick and I was shaking and Chris was like, you're going to need to calm down. And I was like, I just don't know what I'm doing. I just loved him so much. I didn't want to break them, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Um, And the sleep thing, I think me not sleeping through the night, like I'm a morning person through and through, killed me. It just was like a shock to my system. And it gave me so much anxiety. Like I remember nighttime approaching and I would be freaking out. Did y'all feel that way? I. Yeah. I had a hard time at 5 p.m. every day. It was like clockwork. Five o'clock would hit and I would be like panicking about the night. I just didn't know how this is really I would say within the first three three to four months is really where how I felt this way. Five o'clock would hit and I would be like it's the unpredictability. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hate not being on a schedule. Yeah. My mom was around to help me a ton. Obviously, her and I are very close. She watches Alice now and my mom would leave to go home around five and I would like almost have like a panic attack about her leaving because if you know my husband the man has never woken up in the night (laughs) at all that's a conversation for a different episode the man could sleep through a bombing okay and so I knew that I once my mom walked out that door I was alone and I was alone with Alice and I just didn't know how the night was gonna go I knew I wasn't gonna get any sleep I knew Vinny wasn't gonna wake up he'd be snoring through it so it's it was just panic yes it's scary. Yeah. Here I go again. <laughs> oh, I meant like oh, okay. I'm about to have a baby. Here I go again. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it. I think it would be interesting if we went and said like for the listeners and folks who are in that place that you were in, Whitney, and like when you were in Candace and that we were all in, mm-hmm. we were just like, is my life ever going to like regulate? Will I ever feel like myself? What is like a piece of advice, either something you can do or a thought you can hang on to that would help someone in that place? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go first, Whit? Sure. Um, I think the one thing that does pull you out of kind of the postpartum is honestly just getting out of the house. Like that's the 
thing I can say, yes, a lot of people say it gets better as the months, as they get older. You're like, I don't really want to hear that because I'm in it now. Like, what can I do now that makes me feel better? And for me, it's literally getting out of the house. You kind of get out of that funk and that routine and just going to Target and changing your mood, getting in your car, listening to music by yourself. Those kind of things kind of just spark joy or something that's more immediate versus people just saying, oh, it gets better, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's more of the immediate thing. And it always made me feel better or just taking a nice long shower is so nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I will say just because mine's like the same basically was getting out of the house. I remember literally Googling, like, how do I take my child to the store? Like, I was so afraid I was going to do it wrong or, like, try and put an infant in the little, like, seat thing at a store. I was like, I don't think he can sit up, but, like, what do I do? So if we're going to get specific, when I started, put you can put your car seat directly into the cart. Mm -hmm. This is, like, early days. Uh, I would put him in the cart, in the car seat, We would drive to Target or like the grocery store or whatever. I would just put him directly into the cart. He doesn't even wake up, you know. He's like, they're three months old. They're Mm -hmm. barely alive. Do a little shopping. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can bring – like you can breastfeed if you're breastfeeding. You can bring a bottle. You don't need that much supplies, just like a bottle and a diaper. Grab what you need and then we would go into the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and I would get a delicious meal that – I didn't have to clean up or nobody else had to cook. Like it didn't disrupt my kitchen at all. And then we would drive home. And I went after the first time I did that, I felt like I had climbed a mountain and (laughs) done this like amazing thing. And I had just like put him in a little cart. I remember that too. I just felt so scared to try leaving the house. I don't know. But like once you start doing those little things, you get braver and braver to keep trying more things and basically reintegrate into society. And that's what makes you feel like yourself again. I was scared to drive with him for the first time alone. I remember I documented it. I went down the street to Walgreens and I was like, hi ho, I made it y'all. And I did the same thing. I put him in a cart in Walgreens. What what am I shopping for with a cart in Walgreens? Nothing. But I just tooted around the store like, look at me. I go, I told the cashier, it's our first time out. (laughs) Yeah. I I used to tell everyone. (laughs) What would you say, Candace? So I feel like I have a controversial thing to say about this whole like idea of feeling like yourself again. And it's something that I've worked through a lot with my therapist the past couple of months. And I think that it's okay for you to never feel like the same person you were again. And this is something I've struggled with a lot. I feel like a completely different person. Like, And don't get me wrong, there are still glimpses of me in there for sure, but I think being a mom changes you in so many ways and I genuinely feel like I am a different wife, I'm a different employee, I'm a different friend. It looks different than it used to and I think I went through this phase which has kind of happened around 10 months which is I think is probably why I felt the biggest shift then is I started to accept that my life looks different now. My relationships look different. My work looks different. The way I approach the world is different than it used to be. And for me, accepting that th- that it's different and that 
I'm not who I used to be like was game changing. It was like a mindset thing for me. I just needed to accept that motherhood fucked my world up in a good way, but also in some crazy like negative ways too. And it's okay if I'm never going to feel like that girl. I'm a different, maybe better girl than I was. So I actually don't love the whole like, when did I feel like myself again? Because Mm -hmm. I think that motherhood fundamentally changes you and who you are and how you approach the world. And I think that there, I don't think you ever feel this exactly the same. I'm so glad you said that because it's so true. It's, it's not exactly feeling like yourself. It's more like I'm out of a funk, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and I don't miss my old self always. I don't know. I am much of a people pleaser and I always will be. And I felt like every time someone asked me to go out and do things, I was like, yes, yes. And I was running myself ragged at that point. And being able to just spend time with family and all that is 100% more important than anything right now. So such a good perspective, Candice. And I feel like all of my friends who have had children have come out on the other side and I'm just so proud of the growth. Like obviously there's things that you're like, man, I do wish I could be 22 again because I could have 10 drinks and then wake up and go to the gym and like, (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine. But I'm just so proud of the evolution that we all go through as moms and yeah, it's a journey, but I think there's so many valuable lessons to learn from motherhood and it's a hard ass thing to do. Yeah, someone someone asked me on my work trip. They were like, "In motherhood, what's your favorite thing that's changed about you?" And I was like, "Oh, what an interesting question." Like we were just at the airport and I was like, "I feel like I'm not as selfish as I used to be." And I feel like that's such a big thing in motherhood. Like, I don't know, it just something in you changes where you're just not number 1. I just feel like that's kind of what you meant, like you're just not the same person. I feel like the person before I had TJ was less brave also. I feel like I'm mm, way more brave mm-hmm. now. That's a good one too. Me yeah. too. I used I mean we talked about that. I don't like calling people on the phone, but if if it's for Graydon, oh, I'm I'm knocking down doors to do anything for that child. Something that Candace has always been good at and continues to be good at is hosting parties. So I'm really excited to see how Alice's birthday party goes this weekend. If you listen to our birthday episode, you got a few of the details, but we should definitely share some pics on our social medias. We'll be sharing. Oh, I definitely will. I definitely will. And I'll probably give you a recap because I'm sure there'll be some like family shenanigans. I'm so petrified about the amount of toys that are about to enter my household. If you are in the depths of motherhood and like in the depths of that freshly postpartum, please know it gets so much better. And you can always count on the mom group chat to make you feel a little less alone. So let it out. Give us some tips because I'm about to go through it again. And I feel like I blacked out during that period a little bit. So let me know. That's biological. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being a part of our mom group chat. New episodes drop every Tuesday. And don't forget, the group chat is blowing up on our Instagram page. So make sure you're following along over there. All right. Got to go. My toddler just put something in her mouth.